This morning we're going to look at Acts chapter 3, which is the story of the lame man. Okay, so if you have a Bible, you want to turn to it, we are going to look at this story and uh, see where God wants to take us with this story, because this is about the name of Jesus and what happened to him. So uh, for those who have not been with us, we've been doing a, a series about release, uh, seeing the release of different things in the book of Acts. We have looked at the release of the Holy Spirit, the promise of God. We looked at the love of God being released amongst the community of God's people. <clears throat> and today we're going to talk about releasing God's healing. Because in Acts chapter 2, in the bit we did last week, it said the apostles did some amazing, wonderful things. I think it's two, Acts 2, like 46, something like that. <clears throat> and everybody wants to know what they are. So Luke tells us one of the things that happened. And it is a significant thing because of what happens in chapter, the end of chapter 3 and then into chapter 4. Because what happens is more people are added to the church because of what happens here. Um, and in the subsequent verses. So if we look at verse 1, it says, One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer. Now, just a bit of background. That's round about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, as it says there. And there were three times the Jews would go and pray. They would pray at 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock. So it said in the passage we had last week that they met every day in the temple courts. And so Peter and John are doing something that was a regular thing uh, at three in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So a great story. So Luke is saying, signs and wonders are happening, and here is one of them. And of course, the, the whole idea of the sign is to validate who they were and the message they had. So the sign was saying, actually, this is done, it's been done by Jesus. And so the sign pointed to Jesus, and we see that a number of times in the book of Acts. And so the background to the story, let's have the next one, is let's just uh, quickly think about uh, what was seen. Oh, next one. It's... It's coming. You have to have faith. So Peter and John, as I say, they went at three, three, 
They, uh, there were three times they went to pray, and three o'clock in the afternoon, time of prayer. I think they called it the evening time of prayer. Um, some say it relates to the fact that Jesus died at three o'clock in the afternoon. Don't know. That's just some supposition from some commentators. But they went, and they obviously didn't take any money with them. They just turned up to pray, as was their custom. Now, the next thing is we know the lame man. He was 40 years old. And you don't read it in this bit, but later on in chapter 4, it says that he was born lame. He was now 40 years old. And so his routine every day was that he was carried to the temple. Some of his friends picked him up. I don't know if they were business partners. They would take him to a place called the Beautiful Gate. They would plonk him down there, and he would start his work for the day. He would beg. Now, the thing about being a Jew was that actually... You going to, to worship was a really good thing, okay? Turning up for church was a good thing, yeah? Uh, especially going to the temple. That was a really good thing to do. That got you a lot of favor with God. What also got you a lot of favor with God was when you put your hand in your pocket and you gave money to the poor. So the layman thought, where's a good place to go and sit? Why don't I go to church and sit at the door? Because all those lovely religious people, they want to get on God's good side, so they'll empty their pockets and give me their change. It's interesting, isn't it? We don't have any beggars sat outside our church. Makes you think, doesn't it? They obviously think it's not a good place to go and sit. Because those Christians, they're a bit mean, aren't they? Just a thought. Anyway, he's there, he's sat on the floor, he's getting, in, you know, everyone goes past, he's probably got a bit, of a bit of a patter, give us some money, mate, or nice to see you, lady, man, you know, give us, a, give us some money, because I can't walk and I don't have a job, and, you know, my, my, my prospects aren't good, kind of thing. So, basically, he's there and he's asking for money. He was outside the temple, because I said, that was a place, a good place to go and to beg. And so, what I want to do this morning is, I just want to say four things. And hopefully, these four things will encourage you to pray for people. Okay? Because actually, that's what the Word of God is is for, isn't it? It's to educate us, and it's great to know about the temple and the beautiful gate, which was 72 feet high, and it took 20 people to open it. But so what? The important thing is, what do we learn, and then what do we do with the Word of God, isn't it? Yes? So this morning, what I want you to do is I want you to learn something so that you can do something. Yes? How many people are up for that? Great. Four of you. Okay. Let's reach all four of us. Let's reach the world, shall we? No. We're all going to hopefully learn something this morning, and it will make us think and hopefully help, help us act when we start to think about praying for other people. So the first thing I want to say, and I'm going to not use my notes, we're going to go totally blind. What we're going to do is say the first thing that we see from Peter and John was this. They had a heart. Okay. Now, I'm sure we've been in situations, maybe walking through town, and we have seen people who are maybe sat on the floor, and they are begging, and you never look at them, do you? Because you don't want to have eye contact with them. Because that means you engage with them. And that's what they want. That's not a judgment on what they're doing and, and, and the reasons they're there. But I think for most of us, we think, well, let's not look. Let's just walk past. Let's look, look at my phone. Let's look at something else. 
But what we see is Peter and John looked, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Peter said, look at us. And so what Peter was doing was actually, Peter had a heart for those who were broken, those who were lost, those who were sinful, those who were physically broken. Where did he get that from? Let's say Jesus' example. Because when we look at the New Testament, when we look at the Gospels, we see time and time again the heart of Jesus was moved by people and their state. And he had a heart to change their circumstance. So Peter turns up with John and they go into the temple and he looks at this man. And something happens within his heart. And what we as God's people need to have, we need to have tender hearts, don't we? We need to have tender hearts to those who are lost and those who are broken and those who are in need. Because I think sometimes our hearts become hardened. And we need to have a heart, God's heart, that feels for those who are lost and broken. And I know my experience is that, um, and I've told you before, when I was a young pastor, like this one here, um, I was very much, uh, let's go and see some sick people. I used to visit hospital. I was the worst hospital visitor ever. <laughs> Stuart's much better than me. Because I would just bounce in there and I'd say, hi, how you doing? Oh, you know, it's not good to be in bed, is it? But, you know, you're going to get up and God's going to sort you out and you'll be out soon. I just, just flew in and I never felt a thing. Until the one day when I was stuck in a hospital bed. And for two weeks... I was in that hospital. My life was suddenly turned up, down, upside down and my heart changed. And I would say that point, God gave me a heart for those who are sick and a desire to pray for them. And sometimes I have to admit, sometimes I've lost that and need to get back to that place where we're praying for the sick. And we feel something of they, what they feel. You know, just to listen to what um, Libby said about Neuron going through her cancer. How is she feeling? Does that affect us as her church family? So we need to have the heart of God. And that comes through the Holy Spirit. We see that, how the Holy Spirit changed people. We looked at it last week about the community. How it became a community of love. And their hearts were softened. Okay, so you've got that one. Okay, we need a heart. Boom, boom. What's next? Okay, the next thing is that they have some insight. Okay, chapter 3, verses 4. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his full attention, expecting to get something from them. Good bit of psychology, that, isn't it? What does he say? Look at us. Clearly, they were not in their Sunday best because they were trying to show that they didn't have any money. But what I want to tell you here is that Peter had an insight from God that today was going to be the day that healing happened. Because, you see, if you look at what it says, is that the man was 40 years old and that he went to beg in the temple, yeah? So he plonked himself down, got dropped at the same point every day, and he was begging. Let's think about who went to the temple. 
Somebody called Jesus? Did Jesus heal him? Obviously not. Peter and John went there every day. Had they had conversations with him? Had they had that moment of... To, no. They'd seen him, but they had never engaged in this way. They never had the Holy Spirit said to them, today is the day for this man's healing. And so, in a sense, they had a word of knowledge. They had a word of wisdom, whatever, a prophetic insight into what this man needed today. It happened on this day. And I want to say that when we start to pray with people, we're doing this in our prayer ministry course, we, we stand with people, we pray with them, but we're saying to God, what do you want to do? And I know that I have prayed with people on different occasions and God has done some remarkable thing. And that's not me, that is God, that is the name of Jesus. But I also know that when I prayed with other people, I'm expectant, but God doesn't seem to do something on that occasion. Now, what I would say to you is God is doing something. He's not doing perhaps what I want on that particular occasion. And what we need to have is we're praying with people. We need to have a discernment for the Holy Spirit of what God really wants to do. Because our ways are not God's ways and our plans are not. In, and sometimes God withholds healing. Sometimes he grants healing. Sometimes God gives something different. But, did, but Peter knew on that day what God wanted to do. And so as we pray with others, let's be open and hearing what God wants to do. Yes? And sometimes that's difficult. Especially if you like talking. Because sometimes we just want to get there, don't we? And Peter took that moment. He just said, look at us. And I'm sure at that point he was trying to hear what God said. Okay, next one, because I want us to have some prayer time. The next thing I want to talk about is faith. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Wow. That's a good prayer, isn't it? He had real faith. Um, it, it's interesting, when you look at the life of Jesus, he went different places, he did lots of healing, but where couldn't he heal? He couldn't heal in his own town. Why? Because there was no faith. Now, the, he, the man who was healed, he, he didn't expect to get healed, did he? He was just looking for some cash. You know, I can go and buy my loaf of bread, I can pay my rent, I can do this. But actually what he ended up with was amazing. He didn't have faith, but actually Peter and John had faith. And they had faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you remember John's gospel? Yeah, it comes from Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Do you work through it? You get to chapter 14, which you all know, don't you? Chapter 14, fantastic passage. It talks about how Jesus said to them, ask whatever you want in my name, and it will be given to you. Wow. So we're talking about the name of Jesus. And I just, I just love that song. 
And I was a bit like, I was ready to stand up and pray. Let's talk about the name of Jesus over our families. Let's talk about the name of Jesus over our marriages, the name of Jesus over our health and our finances. Because there is power. And we haven't sung that. Do you know there are songs we used to sing which have now gone? But we used to sing, There is power in the name of Jesus. Wonder where they <laughs> It wasn't that one. Anyway, there was power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and we kind of, there's a sense that maybe we have lost that. To realize that actually, as we have a God who has able to create a universe that's 94 billion miles light years across and there is power in the name of Jesus as we're praying for people let's remember that and let's have faith that God is going to do something that God because of the name of Jesus and the promises of Jesus we hold on to those and we speak them out and maybe this morning as people pray with you or for you You pray for yourself. Let's take on the name of Jesus and realize there is power through him as we ask that he might do something. The last thing I want to tell you, this is a very short sermon this morning, is he had courage. What do I mean by that? You see, anyway, (laughs) what do I mean by that? He says, Peter said, silver and gold I have known, but what I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, Okay. And we go, yes, good for you. The thing he does next is quite amazing because he basically puts out his hand and he pulls him up. Now, two things could happen at this point. One is he could fall over because he hasn't been healed. Can you imagine how that would look? Eyes up in the name of Jesus and uh, oh, he's fallen on the floor. Not so good. But instead, he picks him up and he pulls him up. And you'll see that it says, taking it by the right hand, he helped him up. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, who wrote this book? The book of Acts. Some of you know, some of you don't. It was written by a guy called Luke, who also wrote the Gospel of Luke. And Luke, his profession was, he was a doctor. And what he actually uses here, he uses medical terms to say actually there was a healing and medically this man's ankles and feet suddenly became strong wow Luke is saying this is genuine this is no trickery this man was lame and he has been healed but what I want to say is actually praying for people and you might not agree with me Praying for people does take courage. Speaking over people's lives takes courage. Because we're looking to God to do something. Now, um, as I prepare for sermons, um, I do a couple of things. I do some uh, reading. I do some uh, prep in terms of uh, commentaries. Um, But what I also do is I listen to sermons. Because there's some people out there who are pretty good far better than me. So I just take some of the good bits from what they say. Um, and I listened to one guy, and I won't tell you who it was, and he, he explained brilliantly the passage. He was, background was really good. He talked about the beautiful gay, and he talked about the lame man, and how the lame man couldn't go and worship, and all this kind of stuff. And then he started to talk about miracles. And he said, of course, we, what we know is that um, the miracles basically stopped after the book of Acts. 
that God stopped healing people in that way. It stopped with the apostles. And at that point, my heart sank. Because I thought to myself, do you know, here we have, here we're going to have a healing service. We're going to pray for people who are unwell. And yet, there are people out there saying, no, it don't happen. It won't happen. Because it stopped. And at that point, I have to say, some of my courage disappeared. Because I thought, well, maybe he's right. Maybe we haven't seen the healings we want to see. Maybe we should just tone it down a bit. But then I thought, well, what about courage? We need courage to step up and to ask God to do what only he can do. See, that man would have been there another 30 years until the day he died. But he didn't because he met Peter and John and through them encountered the person of Jesus. But they had to take courage and they had to speak a bold word. And I would encourage you, if you feel God is asking you to do stuff, take courage. And um, one of my favorite passages is found in Joshua chapter 1. And uh, when I went to Bible college, which was in the last century, I um, remember being given that word. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. It said, be strong and courageous. And that's what we need as people. We need to have compassion. We need to have faith. But also we need to be bold and courageous as we stand up for what we believe, but also as we pray for others. Now what we see next is the man got healed. Hallelujah. Can you imagine people going to the temple? Because temple worship was quite orderly, wasn't it? You know, everybody kind of brought their animals and sacrifices and everybody probably recited some words and went home and nobody shouted, nobody got excited. And can you imagine this guy shouting at the top of his voice, running around the building? Praise God, praise God, I've been healed. And everybody's going, shh, oh, hold on a minute. He's the man who used to sit down. He's the guy who sat at the beautiful gate. He's been healed. Wow. And so can you imagine people going home saying, oh, I went, I went to worship today. Somebody got healed. It was amazing. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you went home today and sat at the dining room table or went out walking the dog and spoke to people and said, said to them, I went to church today. It was amazing. Because the worship was great. But Someone got healed. And I believe that's God's heart today. That as the people of God, we carry those testimonies. That God is alive and well and active. But it takes faith and courage to step out for him.